0: Stay tuned part of the I W E P podcast network.
1: Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Print and Noah Hulahan, and we've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Woolhan.
0: No, like, emergency.
1: We are back with uh, One Way Out Part 2.
0: Yes, sorry for the delay. Uh, somebody, me, decided to get really sick. <laughs> And uh, we haven't uh, been able to do anything. We have now attended the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Yes, for the Game Grumps fans out there. uh, I, in fact, had COVID, so let's start by not pouring one out.
1: Yes, uh, I have water and you have
0: I have a Dr. Pepper, because drinking's probably not a good idea right now.
1: Uh, As a follow-up to last week's episode, if you don't uh, follow us on social media... Uh, Noah also broke out in hives shortly after drinking the Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. Yes, it turns out I was allergic to Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, I, I, it, it, we mentioned it on social media, but I, I wanted to bring that up if you're only on the podcast that, uh, yeah, that, that's a thing that happened. Yeah, it
0: turns out I'm allergic to Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. So which be was careful. A huge surprise. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess just weakened my immune system just a little bit so that COVID could really do a number on me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was the first uh, Harbinger that you were in trouble.
0: Yes. Uh, So I'm just going to have a Dr. Pepper and not handcuff myself this time as we talk about One Way Out. So welcome to the Buried
1: Alive episode, episode six.
0: Yes, I believe this to be the best episode of the show. I I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, We start with Jonathan being tied up upside down in what he's calling the human plant. Yes. Where they're going to just bury his head.
1: Yes. It's like the inverse of when you used to bury your dad at the beach up to his neck. Yes.
0: This is visually one of the funniest things that they do. Uh, And Jonathan is... I forget how he's bound. I think he's just tied with rope.
1: He's tied with shoelaces. Shoelaces. And uh, his feet and hips are bungeed to the post to keep him uh, upright.
0: Yes. And uh, (laughs) this is... A big thing that I love about Jonathan, he says this a lot, where after he escapes and like he catches his breath, he was like, that was horrible. That was truly horrible. It's pretty cool, though. You're taking all your weight on your neck. Just on my neck. And that was stupid. That, that, uh, yay.
1: Yes. <laughs> He's always really excited about it. So for this,
0: we want to uh, examine the world of, of being buried and breath capacity Yes. So they build this thing where they can dump dirt on him and then test his breath capacity. Yes. And it's it's pretty brilliant. It's kind of like um a gallows or not a gallows a um a stockade. Okay. Where it's just like his head is out and then they're dumping Dirt on him, and then he blows a ping pong ball.
1: Like a breathalyzer, and up the tube.
0: Yeah, to see what his breath is like.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of fun. Uh, So when he's uh, buried under 12 inches of dirt, he's able to get up to five and a half feet. Yes. By the time they hit 18 inches, uh, he first blows up to 18 inches himself, and then tries again, and he can get up to two and a half feet. So it's only six additional inches of dirt, he loses. More than half of the capacity. Yeah. Mikey
0: and, takes some time to draw a mustache on yes. Jonathan while he's stuck, which is fun.
1: And uh, at two feet, he can get up to 14 inches. Yeah. So by the time he hits two feet, he has lost a massive amount of breath capacity. Yeah. So they actually talk about like this as being a reason co- coffins have a curved top.
0: Yes. Uh, because too.
1: otherwise they would buckle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because as
1: anyone who watches Taskmaster knows... There's strength in arches.
0: There's strength in arches. The other thing that I really enjoy about this is they take it to its limit. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan goes, I can't breathe, is, is what's up. Oh, okay. Is it done? It's done. Okay, Terry? Hold on, I got. No, I can't on. breathe. I can't breathe. Okay, okay. ready? That,
1: as in emergency. Situation. Oh, oh, okay. okay.
0: And they basically pull the pins on the thing he's in, and it opens up so that the dirt kind of runs off of him. Which, again, was pretty smart. They do something very similar to this in Mythbusters.
1: So the big challenge for this one is they're going to bury him and essentially have him hogtied. And then he has to claw his way out.
0: Out of a coffin. Of
1: being buried alive. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a double, it's kind of a double challenge because as he digs out, the coffin will fill with dirt.
0: Yeah, so basically there is a trap door on this coffin that opens inward. This way he can dig dirt into the the coffin to kind of displace it so that eventually he will be able to dig his way out. Him being hogtied is almost like unnecessary bonus. Uh, I, I also find it interesting that There is no way for him to communicate with the outside. Like, they don't give him, like, a walkie-talkie. But they give him a camera. So, they bury him. And the whole time, we get Jonathan's running commentary.
1: Mm -hmm. Which
0: is the thing that's missing in every other stunt. Yeah. Because every other stunt has a time limit of, like... 45 seconds. Yes. This is more of a longer escape. Absolutely. So the whole time we have like, Jonathan being like, that's a lot of dirt. I'm about half the amount of air that there is in here now. Uh, so I need to get digging. And You can mm-hmm. see him sweating. Like this is one of the most fascinating escapes to me.
1: Yeah. There's times where uh, they're supposed to put him six feet under. They only put on four and a half feet of dirt. Yeah. Uh, because Terry and Mikey become uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, they they don't enjoy
1: this. And, and that's when Terry blows the air horn that signals the beginning of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Is after four and a half feet, so he, they don't even make it through the six feet. Yeah. Uh, Johnny does not know that. No. Until after the challenge. Um. There's a moment where like we hear Johnny talking himself down because he's sweating and kind of starting to freak out. Yeah. And then we see some moments with Terry and Mikey starting to freak out.
0: Yeah.
1: Where Terry goes, how long did he say it would take him? And then Mikey, very grimly, he didn't. Yeah. So, like, Jonathan does get the lock with the lockpick after about ten minutes. Yeah. That's the easy part. Mm -hmm. Is, like, him getting out of being hogtied. It's him getting out of the coffin that's going to be, like, the big challenge. The the
0: shot of him opening the side of the coffin and dirt just running in is such a... Like, a, a creepy... Like, it's a good, like, money shot. But, like, you can see, like, oh, this situation sucks. Yes. It's it's very well done. It's very well shot. And they keep having these moments where Jonathan has enough dirt out of the way that he's getting fresh air and can talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then the dirt kind of, like, crumbles. Yeah. And, like, reburies him. Uh
1: But he does get, like, these moments of respite.
0: Yeah. And then in this, like, devastating moment, you see him go, like, guys, I think that's it. And you see his hand, like, outside of the Mm -hmm. coffin. And then it just gets buried.
1: Yeah, that's a harrowing moment. And then there's a moment where he gets his hand out again. Mm -hmm. And then realizes that he does not have enough space to get out. Yeah. So then he needs to, like actually dig under because he dug the hole too high and he can't fit himself through.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they have to dig him out. He does not succeed. No, he does not. And Because that that shot where his hand is out and then it gets buried, there's now the issue of like, we have to get him out and not chop his fingers off with these shovels. Yes. Uh, so they dig him out in like semi-panic.
1: a Yeah, well, because Terry before this happens Terry has already started to like break down mm-hmm. the structure so that it would enable a rescue to be faster yes what I find 90 minutes do elapse in yeah, this situation yeah he
0: spends an hour and a half buried uh and the thing that like really gets me about this one in particular is we get to the point where Jonathan wants out mm-hmm. and they spring into action to undig him or, or unbury him and it's just Mikey, Mikey and Te-
1: There's a point where like they, they get desperate. They get rid of the shovels and they're digging in their hands like puppy dogs. Yeah. But it's just the two of them. Yeah. There is legitimately no one else there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. There's not like a guy just off screen going like, get the things. Yeah. It's like, it's
0: very much just them in their backyard trying stuff. And it's the most clear in this episode. It's so wild. Uh, so it's it's my favorite episode. I'm actually going to come back to that because I have I have a theory about this show. But I want to finish the 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 review first.
1: And then they inform him they only did four and a half feet, and John, Jonathan's like clearly a little put out.
0: Yeah, he's and,
1: like, what the hell?
0: And this is again a classic Jonathan like, that's all it is. That's that's about the best restraint I've ever come up against. Just yep. the dirt being buried alive truly was one of the most challenging things that I'd ever done. I want to do it again.
1: The, but right this time at the six feet. It's like, Jonathan, come on. Learn. Learn a lesson here. The next episode starts really, really fun. Uh, the next episode, The Cold Open, is Mikey and Jonathan taping yoga balls to their chest and running at each other. And then the, both of them go down hard. Yes. It's such a, like... Everyone you know has tried this or a variant of this. Yeah, this
0: this has happened in every college dorm hallway.
1: Backyard. Yeah. Um, Like, this is something I could see my friends and I doing with, like, those, you know, those exercise. I think we all did them with, like, the playground balls at one point, which are less helpful. Yeah. But it's such a relatable moment. I love these little moments with Jonathan and Mikey where they're so normal. Yeah. So this one, uh, the first escape, Jonathan is dog colored and his hands are super glued to the chair. Yes. And it's a like Rube Goldbergian thing of at like different time periods, things are going to hit him.
0: Yes, because they're testing impact.
1: Yeah, a drill is going to wind this cord and the longer the drill goes, it will disengage what's holding things in place. So there's a pineapple a trash can lid, a gallon of milk, a whole-ass fish... A
0: whole-ass fish.
1: And a hammer that will hit him in the oh, genitals you, you
0: forgot the best one. Hmm. The cactus.
1: No, no, wait. I have a note. The, that actually really hurt when he gets hit with the fish. Yeah. And then I have a cactus, a bowling ball, and then the de résistance is a hammer that will hit him in the genitals.
0: Yes. This is another one that looks to me like... By design, he is not meant to get out.
1: He gets hit with literally every one of these objects.
0: All of these things hit him, and his hands are just glued to the seat.
1: Super glue apparently is very, very hard to get out of. That's what I've learned today. Yeah, I didn't know that. I assumed.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'll have more to say about the super glue later as well.
1: Oh, okay. Um. I also. Did, want to I, say I feel
0: like you have a big reveal. Coming. not a big reveal it's more of a theory uh
1: but I, I definitely have some thoughts about this show uh uh he said the smallest densest thing hurt most which was the hammer
0: mm-hmm. right there's a
1: captain hammer joke in here somewhere yeah
0: the hammer is hits his penis <laughs> uh, i also want to point out that during all of this the wheel of bee stings is yeah. in the background because I was like, okay, this is at least definitely after the bees. I really think these
1: are all in order. Yeah. This is just a couple weeks in his life. So now we get the BMX. I think this is 10 days of his life. That's like two weeks. I could That's totally, two work weeks. I could totally believe that
0: he recorded all of these back to back to back.
1: I actually disagree. I think there's at least one day between. Mm-hmm. Because he's not, like, still covered in stings. That's true. So I think there's, like, a day or two between so that anything, like, visible clears up. True. Um, plus, like, they've got to build stuff. So there's probably time where yeah, they're, like, building. building
0: yeah.
1: uh, I don't think a lot of time goes by between episodes. <laughs> no. I, I would say maybe a day or two.
0: I think this was made very quickly. Uh, so
1: then... <laughs> this is the BMX body slam. Which, yes. by the way, I said it in a tone that says, Hi, I'm steve and this is the BMX Body Slam. So
0: he's going to be tied up in this way, and then Mikey is going to be coming at him very quickly on a BMX bike. And if he's not out of the way, he's just going to crash into him.
1: Mikey to- is wearing hockey... Like, Mikey is very much protected.
0: Yes. Now, to test this, though, first, Jonathan crashes a bike... Over and over and over again,
1: as one does. For
0: like, this is the one that I'm like, I don't, I don't see the value in this because it's basically them going like, okay, so if you're going faster, impact is more. Yeah. Like the only thing we really learned during this test is impact bad.
1: Yeah, uh, it hurts <laughs> to be, be hit be with things. Yeah, it's like I. I gather that.
0: We don't need this, like, line of testing.
1: So, Jonathan is restrained with Velcro straps. There's cinder blocks at his feet. And uh, so he's, like, restrained and kind of, like, stretched uncomfortably. Because he starts off on an apple box. Yes. And then Mikey cannot see Jonathan. Because there's, like, paper in the way.
0: Yes. And Mikey is... On this bike, and he's already pedaling, so the idea is... There's like a
1: block keeping him from moving so that he'll build momentum and just go right from zero to 60.
0: Yeah, and then at 15 seconds, they'll let him go, and then he'll fly down, and he'll hit this paper thing. And if Jonathan's on the other side of this paper doorway, Mikey's going to crash into him. Yes. So hopefully, he'll get out of the way in time. Uh, This is... One of the more spectacular stunts. Yes. And it's
1: shot very well. We do see it twice. We actually see it primarily from what Mikey can see. And then primarily from what uh, Jonathan can see.
0: But like they do a really good job of showing Jonathan tied up and Mikey in the background. Like waiting for the moment where he starts moving and then coming in. Uh, I-, I watched this many times. Yeah. Because Jonathan gets away at the last second. Yeah. This reminds me of a Lance Burton stunt, where Lance Burton is tied to a roller coaster track, handcuffed to a roller coaster track, and he jumps out of the way at the last second, and he looks at the camera and goes, "I was stupid." <sighs> That was really stupid. That is editing. I've watched this stunt many times to see if there is a frame of editing I could catch. And I am pretty sure this is 100% legitimate.
1: It seems like it.
0: I, I was looking for like that edit moment. And there was like one or two times where the way it is framed, I was like, this is framed in a way that it would be easy to fake this shot. Like when you see Mikey in the background. It's yeah. Like, well, you just split the screen there. Because there was like a hard uh, hor- uh, vertical line. Yeah. That I was like, okay, this could be where the like the scene is being split. But when they like cross over into each other's reality, that's hard to edit together if they're not actually in each other's reality. But I think they very clearly are.
1: They really, it really doesn't look like trick editing.
0: So, like, I was very impressed by this stunt. And it also cracks me up that Mikey crashes through the paper and then crashes into hay. Yeah. Which we have tested is not the softest thing to land in in a previous
1: episode. I I believe it was one of the least bad. I believe it actually was. It was,
0: it, It wasn't as good as water. Yes. And we know that... water's
1: ha- a little more dangerous when you're on a bike.
0: I mean, I think I'd rather... How are you going to
1: have vertical water? Like...
0: You hit a lake.
1: Also, I know they
0: have a bunch of mattresses. Mattresses would have been <laughs> They had mattresses in a previous episode. The hay looks better. The hay did look better. Mikey takes a crash. Like, yes. it doesn't look like it's super fun for Mikey. But uh, Mikey says he had a good time. Uh, so... As legitimate as uh, this one is, I find a little bit of illegitimacy in the next episode. Okay. So get excited.
1: The next episode is the fire episode.
0: Yes. Uh, So we are going to test fire. Uh, The first stunt is he's in like
1: mittens. Mittens. Yes.
0: That are duct taped to his hands.
1: And wearing like a Jughead hat.
0: And wearing a Jughead hat. He
1: looks like... Actually, Jughead is not accurate. This Because these things are going to be lit on fire. Mm -hmm. There is a specific scene from Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. He looks like Joe Pesci's character at one point. Yes, yes. When the
0: hat lights on fire. I wonder if that's what they were going for. It looks like the the part where he walks in and the blowtorch gets uh, Joe Pesci.
1: Yes. So... They have 30 seconds before it will burn them. So, or 30 seconds before they will ignite. Yes. And there's a lot of fire extinguishers present because they're, again, in Jonathan's home, not outside, not in the yard, in his house.
0: I think that is fake.
1: Yeah, it's a set.
0: No. (laughs) The only time they mentioned fire extinguishers is in a talking head with Mikey and then there's a shot of fire extinguishers that no one else is in where you see none of the action.
1: So, you think it's a uh, Discovery I, Channel was like, uh, maudes? I think
0: they're faking that this was safer than it was. Oh my God. I think they're pretending that there were fire extinguishers that weren't there. I think somebody saw this and was like, you need to say that there were fire extinguishers.
1: Uh, there's a fun moment where they talk about rocketry.
0: Here's how I've chosen to set you on fire. Okay. What I got here, I dug this out of my rocketry kit. I got lots of these. I'm You've got a rocketry kit. <laughs> I do. I believe Should you. Know. Carry on.
1: There's more chemistry in this sentence than most romantic uh, shows we've watched for this show. <laughs> there was more chemistry in that moment than the entirety of I Wanna Marry Harry. <laughs> like there was moments where I was like, oh, are they gonna like be into this? Okay. So Mikey ties Jonathan up, Terry sets him up to explode, and they point out that there is a fish tank nearby. He has 30 seconds to get out and get everything off him before they ignite. He does not make it, and ignites, I believe he just throws himself, he throws the burning garments into the fish tank. Yes. Not a fire extinguisher.
0: Not a fire extinguisher.
1: My next note: He should um really be doing this outside. Yeah, why are you in your house? <laughs> I totally buy your tricky editing mm. comment of the lawyers at the Disco- the kind lawyer at the Discovery Channel. Oh, wait,
0: there's more.
1: They're gonna basically do a. They're gonna burn him at the stake. Is yeah. the
0: idea? Yeah, you know. So he is going to be uh, handcuffed using like old-fashioned handcuffs. And uh, I want I want you to remember this because I want to bring it up later. Okay. Uh, are these old timey handcuffs, and he says that the way you escape from them is you bang them really hard. And okay. They, they ba- he basically just breaks them. Uh, so his hands are going to be uh, handcuffed behind him, and he's going to try to bang them against this post, that he the wooden stake. Meanwhile, they have this like big elaborate fuse. Where, like, the fire will encircle him and yes. get closer and closer until he is on fire. Um, so, they explain all this. And then, you know what we get? A talking head with Mikey. Who, it doesn't seem like the background is right.
1: For okay. this talking
0: head. And he says... This is a real intense one. That's why we have fire extinguishers everywhere. And we never see fire extinguishers. And once again, I was like, "Wait a minute.
1: Are there not We fire do extinguishers? actually we do see fire extinguishers in this at the very end. Oh, I have a note that
0: we don't.
1: No, I have that we do, but we only see one. Okay. Editor
0: Noah here. So after we recorded this and I was editing, I went back and I did look through the footage of that episode of One Way Out. While I stand by that it is possible that they inserted shots of fire extinguishers during the first fire stunt, during the second fire stunt, there is in fact a fire extinguisher clearly not just there, but used in this stunt. So I got a little bit excited with my theory and should have double-checked my facts. That being said, I did reach out to Jonathan and I asked him about this, and he did say that there was a network note that they had to insert something to reinforce that they are being safe doing these stunts. So there is some truth to there being additional shots about fire extinguishers. Not that they are lying, though. So I kind of jumped the gun on that explanation, and I apologize.
1: They try to figure out how to protect Jonathan best. So they end up covering him in cold water and like multiple base layers. Yes. Uh, because this will help him die less quickly.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So th- that's like our little like science experiment segment. So I didn't want to miss that little segment. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to burn him at the stake.
0: Yeah. So like I was saying, he, he <coughs> is protected. So like if he ends up on fire... He's not going to, it's not immediate problem. He's yes. taken the needed precautions. He eventually bangs his handcuffs enough that he gets free. Yeah. He jumps out and they cool him down with buckets of water.
1: Oh, you know what? I, I have the fire extinguish him, but that, he mostly stop drops and rolls. That's the main things he yeah. does.
0: He stops and rolls and then they run over and they hit him with a bucket of water. <clears throat> and that my, might be it. My first thought was, why is there not a pool? Like, wouldn't you want to jump in water? Yeah. like. And then my second thought was, wait a minute, where are the fire
1: extinguishers? You're right. It, it, could, it totally could have been a bucket of water. I had, they fire extinguish him, but it really could have been a bucket of water.
0: Yeah. Editor Noah here again to apologize. So here's what happened. It is true that when Jonathan completes this stunt, he is put out with a fire extinguisher. What my notes were actually referring to where they used buckets of water to coat Jonathan in water before the stunt so he would be safely, or at least more safe, protected from the fire. I was making a comment that he should just submerge himself in water rather than having buckets of water thrown on him, especially because the dumpster from the stunt with the ice is actually seen in the background. So I was just like, fill that up with water. You filled it up with water before. That's its purpose. Why are you throwing buckets of water at him? Probably it's better television to have his friends throwing buckets of cold water at him. But I just thought it was interesting. And it had been some time since I had watched this and we recorded because I got sick. So I got my wires a bit crossed. Apologies from me, Editor Noah.
1: They all laugh. It ends like an episode of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> like they all laugh to themselves, and Jonathan goes, "How on fire was I? <laughs> you
0: really on fire, Jonathan?
1: Oh yeah, the response is very." <laughs> episode nine, getting crushed.
0: Right. So this is the most confusing of the like opening.
1: Yeah, they put Terry in a space bag. Yes. Like one of those vacuum seal bags, like one might use for packing or putting away one's winter bedding.
0: Yes. And then once Terry experiences it, he's like, all right, you're going to put me in there and I'm going to try to escape from this space bag. Yes. And they put him in and they suck all the air out and he gets like compressed. Yep. And then he rips his way through the space bag and escapes. Yep. Yep takes him
1: 30 seconds and his review is, and I quote, truly freaky.
0: Truly freaky. And my thought is, that was a really cool escape. What does this have to do with having a car driven on your head?
1: Pressure? (laughs) Like, sort of? (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy? (laughs)
0: Like, this is like the furthest separation where it's like, I've been in a space bag for 30 seconds. I think I'm... Adequately prepared to have a car run my head over. Yes. As one does. Uh, once again, we're learning more about crushing. Uh, so once again, we're learning about crushing. So like Mikey stands on his his stomach and things like that.
1: Yeah. And they try to figure out it based on melons. Yes. They, they use a watermelon to try to like simulate a head.
0: The, the interesting thing about this is, Jonathan, first off, He's in fantastic shape. He's in unbelievable shape. Yes. Uh, th- there's lots of excuses for him to take his shirt off. It's very clear that Jonathan thinks the, the idea, the best idea for this, is for him to be tied in such a way that the car runs over his chest or his abs. Yeah. And they decide that it would be safer if it was his head. <laughs> Because the skull can take more pressure than the rib cage or his abs. Which is hilarious.
1: Yeah, they they have him they have Mikey stand on the ramp with the melon and they just attach weights to him until the melon breaks. Yeah. Uh um, you
0: just don't like watermelon.
1: Yeah, that sure that's it. Uh, Jonathan's in thumb cuffs. And, like, the car will move up slowly as he tries to escape. Mm-hmm. And then I have a note that says, this freaks me out, TBH. Uh, and there's, like, a button that Jonathan can hit once he escapes that will lift the car enough for Jonathan to get out.
0: Uh, just fun side note. I have a pair of thumb cuffs that yeah. I got at a magic store. Yes,
1: I remember. I think I got the. I was with you when you got them.
0: Yes, I had this idea to do a show, which I never did, where... I was going to do a Chris Angel style character and it was going to start with me being bound and try to do an escape that I was going to screw up and they were going to be thumb cuffs because that's like the silliest of the, the, uh, the restraints I could think of are thumb cuffs. Yeah. And I was going to get in the thumb cuffs, blow getting out of it, and then do the rest of the magic show in cuffs.
1: Okay. Which would have
0: been cool. And then at the end, get out of the thumb cuff. So I was like, all right, this is going to take like a lot of practice. Uh, I bought these thumb cups. I took them home. And there were no instructions on how to escape them.
1: Yes. So
0: I think they were just real thumb cuffs. <laughs> and I called and I was like, hey, I bought these from your magic shop. And there's no instructions. That yet. magic shop's been closed for 15 <laughs> years. I was like, there's no instructions on how to do this trick. He's like, well, come in and I'll show you. And I just never came in.
1: So I don't know how they work. That was a strange day.
0: That was a really strange day. Um, so in this one, uh, he's able to slip the thumb cuffs. Which, the thing about thumb cuffs is they're kind of like serrated. Yeah. So they're hard to slip. But he gets out of the thumb cuffs and uh, stops the car from crashing his head. How nice.
1: Hooray. Bully for him.
0: Yes. And finally, we got to talk about the greatest threat to the escape artist, the ostrich.
1: Oh, my favorite thing is, one more thing about this last episode. Oh, sure,
0: sure, before we get to that.
1: Uh, what they use to cushion Jonathan's head very slightly. Or like Dr. Scholz, he's gelling. Oh yes, he's gel. I have,
0: he's gelling, and I forgot why I wrote that down. Yeah, I
1: thought it was funny. So yeah, I they to
0: use sure. Dr. Scholz on his head. Because that is the softest surface, apparently, is a Dr. Scholl's insult.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to just remember that because it was funny. All right, now we are on the most dangerous game.
0: Yes. Ostrich. Ostrich. So, to test his abilities with an ostrich, he first does chickens?
1: Yes, because they are
0: smaller ostriches. So, he gets his head, like, locked in a chicken coop.
1: Yeah, and I want to point out he doesn't have real safety goggles. Which drives no, me- this is it's insane. Like plastic, like, whoa, like it was like he
0: cuts up a two liter plastic bottle, bottle of soda and puts it over his eyes. Yes, and then he duct tapes or gaffer tapes it to his head. Yes, this way it looks
1: like the face shields that like your uncle who refuses to wear a mask wears.
0: Yeah, but worse.
1: But like, made of a soda bottle.
0: Uh, and that will, that's there so that the chickens don't peck his eyes out. Now, are you honestly going to show me that clip and then argue, oh, they spent money on fire extinguishers?
1: No, no, you're right. Like, Notice, I, I've never disagreed with you on this point. Fire, I went, oh, you're probably right. They didn't. I, this is for our audience. I'm
0: <laughs> proving my point here. Like, the store that sells fire extinguishers... Sells goggles. Yeah, they're probably not in the same aisle, but if you're making a run, you're probably gonna get both. They someone they picked up birdseed though. I also want to point out they also
1: dip Jonathan's head in birdseed.
0: Yes, which is hilarious. But I want to point out way back in the ice episode is they they hang Jonathan upside down on the the playground equipment. Yes. And put his head in a a Tupperware box of water. And he's wearing goggles. He's wearing like a full like swimmer snorkel goggles. Oh my God. Where did they go? (laughs) You have them. Oh my God. Yeah, but now he's like, ah, we'll just cut up the the Mountain Dew we finished. It wasn't Mountain Dew.
1: I I actually have a note of didn't Chris Pontius do this on Jackass? Only with his penis. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty serious when I ask that. I know he did the woodpecker.
0: He did the woodpecker. I don't know if they did chickens. I, I, I kind of remember something about them doing something and they kept putting chickens on top of someone. But I can't think of a good chicken... Penis pun? And without the pun, what's the point of a jackass stunt?
1: You can't think of a good chicken penis pun? No. The word cock is right there.
0: Chickens and cocks are different animals.
1: Yeah, how much do you think jackass cares about that?
0: <laughs> I guess cockadoodle a doodle doo or something, yeah.
1: All right. I'm, I'm look- sick. I looked up Chris Ponch's birdseed. Yeah. Because, you know, that's where I am in my life. Uh, the first thing is... Uh, a, on the Reddit, what's this bird of somebody who couldn't figure out what species of woodpecker is in that challenge? <laughs> and that's funny to me. It just, I wanted to point that out because it made me laugh. So this is my hell, by the way. Like, this moment of, like, being in, stuck in the chickens who want to peck Yes,
0: Lara has a huge phobia of birds.
1: What's weird is I like them as long as they are not, like threatening me directly. Like, if they're in the trees, I'm like, what a lovely bird. But I got, like, attacked by birds in our neighborhood. Yes. There's a a fun moment when uh, I first moved here where I'm on a walk and a nice lady goes, excuse me, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah, sure, shoot. And she goes, are the birds in this neighborhood mean to you too? (laughs) Like, she was trying to figure out if it was personal.
0: Yeah, if the birds just didn't like her.
1: (laughs) So, I like birds, but, like... I do not like fear. I have a fear of bird violence.
0: Yes. You also have a big fear of bigger birds. Yes. Like once they get to a certain size, you're done with them in general. This is really dumb. He wants to like learn about ostriches. So they're trying to figure out first what attracts an ostrich. And it's like this green like food and bells and shiny things and they test all three and they all attract him. So he's going to be dressed in all three. Shiny bells and this green stuff. Yes. He also wants to test the strength of an ostrich. So they build a wooden one to kick him in the shins. The robo-ostrich. Uh, and then,
1: and like, bite him. It's like, this isn't science. This is someone just attacking you with a puppet they built. There's also, it's one of the few moments I'm really uncomfortable in the show. There's a point where uh, Jonathan... Uh, pecks Mikey in the back of the head with it? Yeah. I'm like, that seems really dangerous. Like the back, taking like the sharp thing to the back of the head.
0: I would like to stand my ground on this being a puppet and not really an ostrich. Like to say this has the same strength as an ostrich is a ridiculous statement that doesn't mean anything.
1: That's true. Man, ostriches are scary. What, what cracks me up most about this is, is they're terrifying well no that's
0: not what that doesn't crack godless me up godless killing machine yes I know that that doesn't crack me up what cracks me up is there are ostriches right over there but they use the puppet first it's like you could have come up with a test with a real ostrich to test all these things and they keep saying an ostrich can kill a lion and I googled it and I found that Wikipedia page as well that states that fact. Yeah. But, like, it's clear that they just Googled that. They didn't test anything mm. to prove this. So they they have Jonathan, like... I forget how they bind him. But his hands are bound and his ankles are bound. And he's covered in this green food. Yes. And bells and shiny stuff. And then they have a crane... Basically, give him a wedgie.
1: Oh, the green stuff's alfalfa.
0: Alfalfa, yes. Give him a wedgie to lift him up over a fence and then lower him into. Because the no one's dumb ten. enough to
1: open the ostrich gate. <laughs> There's eight ostriches over 250 pounds and they're angy. Just like, I don't know
0: how they came up with this idea. Because, like, when you think about escape artistry, you don't think about ostriches. What? Like,. I understand fire. I understand ice. I understand water. I understand impact. But it's like, you know, ostriches. The true predator of the escape (laughs) artist.
1: Oh, Um, wait. They peck him repeatedly.
0: Yeah, they do peck him repeatedly. One
1: in particular just bullies Jonathan for fun.
0: that's the other thing that's interesting about this one. All the other ones, like the slingshot and the, the BMX, it's always like you have this amount of time to escape. Before X happens. He doesn't start escaping until he's in with the ostriches. Yeah. Because I thought he was like, oh, he's going to try to get out before they lower him into the ostriches. No. He doesn't even make a, a try until he's in getting pecked and bullied by ostriches. Uh, yeah, and and they, they do bully him. They do. Yeah. We see him get bit and bothered quite a bit. There's one shot I'm suspicious of. Okay. Where it looks like. Somebody came in and started distracting the ostriches.
1: I you pointed this out when we saw it. You're like, are they trying to like keep the ostrich like, from There's
0: a bunch of ostriches bothering him and then there's a cut and then they're all in one corner. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I think that I think they did something there to try to keep him from dying." Yeah, and it's one of those things where Jonathan has been so honest about like sometimes he doesn't get out. If they did that, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. If he was just like, help, the ostriches are biting me. Well, like he does with the bees. Yeah, and then someone was like, hey, ostrich over here. Like, I think that would have been good content. Hey, ostrich. Uh, so, once he escapes, he then has to, like, climb the ostrich fence. Oh, my God. Like, they don't hoist him back out. He's just like,
1: run away. Yeah, he just flees. And he has multiple injuries. Mm. He gets very got by the ostrich.
0: Yes. Uh, and I will say I reached out to Jonathan Yeah. and I said, Hey, uh, we're very excited. We're going to be covering this show that kind of inspired our podcast. And his response was, you guys are very sweet. Uh, it was a really fun show to do. What other show can you name where a bald British man gets attacked by ostriches? (laughs) So, I like that this moment is like the moment he thinks about when he thinks about this show.
1: I legitimately took a moment of like, can I think of one? I can think of another show we've done that involved ostriches. Yeah. Because uh, MatPat, it's Game Theory, they ride ostriches. Yes, yes. So, this is a Stay Doomed Alumni, the Ostrich. The Ostrich. <laughs> uh, so, ostriches have appeared in more Stay Doomed shows than MatPat. Uh, so
0: this is the, the last episode of One Way Out. Yes. But it's theory crafting time. There's a missing episode.
1: Yeah, and we saw a clip from it. Discovery Channel did post a clip from it that yeah, we saw. Th-
0: there's clips of it on YouTube, but we watched the whole thing when it was on Netflix. On Netflix, the one-hour pilot. Discovery Plus. No. Oh. When we watched this originally on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. We we saw the one-hour pilot that was, like, at the end. Like, it's the last episode that they showed, mm-hmm. but it was clearly the one-hour pilot for One Way Out. Because, like, all the, like, bumpers and cutaways are different. It's clearly them trying to pitch this show.
1: Yeah, it was the proof of concept.
0: So, I don't know why it's not on Discovery+, Plus, but it was on Netflix. But it's a very different show. And I think this is showing what Discovery has to be changed.
1: Yeah. In this
0: one-hour pilot, it is less of Jonathan being like, I have this idea, I want to do it. It's more of Jonathan versus Terry. Okay. Jonathan goes up to Terry and he's like, I want to do an office-based escape. Okay. Where I have to escape an office. And... Terry's like, okay, you will have this amount of time to escape uh, the office, and then we're going to fill it with water. Okay. And that's all he tells Jonathan. Jonathan and Mikey then do research on their own, trying to figure out what Terry might throw at him. Okay. And the thing that I find interesting here is... He does a stunt, which you can watch on YouTube, where he drills holes in his tub. So he can practice like... Probably his real
1: house, some some more.
0: Uh, So he can practice like holding his breath. He has like a rope tie his neck to the tub. And then he has to escape. But he's also trying like to figure out what type of stuff in an office could be used to bind him. Mm -hmm. So him and Mikey like try stuff. They tie him up with like extension cords. Okay. And they mess with super glue.
1: Okay. And
0: Mikey, or uh, uh, Jonathan takes his hand, covers it in super glue, and puts it on uh, Mikey's arm. Oh. So, like, the whole part where he's like, wow, super glue's really strong. They did already do this part (gasps) in the pilot.
1: Oh. I I think I know why uh, it was probably axed and why it didn't reappear.
0: I have a theory, but but,
1: what do you think? We are coming down much harder on what's called imitable acts. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, a rope around your neck in your bathtub is something that, like, a young teenager or teenager could imitate. Yeah. And die in the attempt. Uh, A lot of what—even the things Jonathan does at home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are, like— the home ones in particular seem intentionally quite complicated. Yes. Uh, like they have, you know, the piece of like the inversion table and the gravity boots. A lot of things that you probably don't again,
0: it's not an inversion table in that it <clears throat> is a full swing set.
1: But like a lot of kids do not have access to a full swing set that they could then drag inside. Exactly. Or, and they don't have gravity boots. I think the especially the inside ones mm-hmm. are intentionally. For yeah. the most part, expensive and complicated. Yeah,
0: they don't have six tennis ball launchers. Yeah, the
1: Rube Goldberg machine, the whole fish.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think you're you're on the right track here. Because here's the thing that I find most interesting about the pilot. Is what ends up being the big stunt is they lock him in kind of like a storage unit. Yeah. Something that's like waterproof. And they end up locking <sighs> him... In, like, a filing cabinet. Mm -hmm. And binding him with duct tape. Okay. And he's, like, upset that he didn't think duct tape because it's so obvious. And then, once he's out of that, he then has to get out this door. Right. This is my favorite part of the whole series. And you, you can't see it. Jonathan walks up to the door and goes... The reason I asked Terry about the key was not that I wanted to cheat or anything, but... You can tell by looking at the key how many pins there are in the lock. That's the the low points in the teeth represent how many pins there are. The more pins, the more difficult. And this has one, two, three, four, five pins. Uh, Could be worse, could be six pins or seven pins, but five pins is tough. Um, Now you may not know this about me and Lara. Me and Lara are both lockpick hobbyists. It's true. We went to a convention. We we met like a lockpicking society. And we ended up buying our own lockpicks. And we pick locks for fun. And Jonathan explains in this, like, if you look at this key, there are five bumps in this, which means there are five locking mechanisms I have to pick. Yes. And as someone who knows how to pick locks... That's a pain in the butt. That is a pain. Because you got to get them in the right order. And... Keep the
1: tension. Keep
0: the tension. It's very tough, especially if it ends up being filled with water. Uh, And he kind of talks like, this is going to be the main challenge. Yes. Is getting this lock. And when he gets to that point, it quickly, like, the doorknob's quickly underwater. Yes. So he's losing the tension. He does all this other stuff. He then, like... It gets very full you see him go up to a camera and, and do like a th- cross a, uh, along his neck like a kill it yeah yeah like I can't get out and then swim backwards because when the door opens everything rushes out Yes that shot in the series that shots in the opening sequence. you're like right. you can see that moment but that episode's nowhere to be found uh, and Jonathan kind of sits up and he's like, that was wild. The first episode is setting up for a show that's about escapology. The, all the science in the first episode is how to escape stuff. I don't think that's something Discovery is comfortable teaching their audience.
1: Yes, because... And like, 2008, we are looking at a, uh, a post-jackass society. Because mm-hmm. for a very, very long time it was very hard to come across the series jackass yeah uh and again to me that feels like imitable acts Mm -hmm. of the series was always a little bit more fast and loose and cheaper Mm -hmm. a lot of the things in the jackass films are not really imitable for the most part because they require resources money and not all of them obviously but I think there's definitely an element of Discovery did not want them to be able to... They didn't want the blowback.
0: Yes. Uh, the the thing is, like, basically, if it had been an escapology show, like, let's look back at one of the, uh, uh, like, let, let's talk about the Dizzy one, mm-hmm. where he's tied to the wheel that's spinning. Yes if it was less focused on the science of centrifugal force and more uh, focused on the type of knot he would be trying to untie and how the process of freeing your wrist from doing that, it would change the narrative of this is about how dangerous centrifugal force is to this is how you untie knots. And if I wanted to try this, the way it's currently framed is centrifugal force is bad and he failed. He probably shouldn't do this. Versus I know how to untie those knots. I saw it on TV. Here, I'll show you.
1: Here, let's go to the merry-go-rounds. Yeah,
0: let's give it a shot.
1: Because I, I mean, that very much kind of reminded me of the big merry-go-rounds in some uh, playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're all, everyone's first experience with getting uh, the crap kicked out of you by centrifugal force. Yeah. So, I could see teenagers going to a playground and being like, yo, let's strap, you know, let's strap Noah to this and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, like we saw on this show. Because the only time they really talk about escapology is the buried alive episode, because it's all about the process of getting out. And the average person doesn't have a casket that folds in that they could practice this on. And the fire one. Because they're old, out-of-date handcuffs that nobody uses anymore. Yes. Because I don't think, like, if Jonathan taught us, you know, how to pick the lock of, let's say, police-grade handcuffs, that could be bad information to get out there. It's readily available. If you want to know how to pick a lock for handcuffs, you can. You can Google it. Yeah. But the Disco Network didn't want to put that out.
1: The Disco Network. The
0: Disco, that's what Penn and Teller call it. The Disco Network didn't want to just have that be the show. So my theory is, my two theories for this show is, one, it was originally going to be an escapology show, and it became a The Science of the Jeopardy show, because Discovery didn't want to get that out there. And two, there were no fire extinguishers on the set of the fire episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
0: Uh, I, I I need to ask Jonathan that specifically. So maybe I'll come back with that next week with an update. Because I did reach out to Jonathan and say, like, hey, we're doing this. Is there anything you want to share? He sent me a... The original uh, promo. The original promo, which is a great thing.
1: And you'd shown me the original promo and said, Jonathan sent this to me. So I was like, what have you got up your sleeve?
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about this promo. It is... A combination of everything from the show. He is underwater in the dumpster. Yeah. And untying himself. And then he jumps out through fire because the water's on fire. And he's like, hi, I'm Jonathan Goodwin. I'm going to do some escapes. He walks past an ostrich. He walks past the spinning chair. He walks past the slingshot. Yeah, all the stuff is just there. It's just there. And he says something like, things are very scary when there's only one way out. And then he puts the scorpion in his mouth, which again makes me think that's a thing he's done many times. And then they duct tape it closed. And it's like, uh, one way out. Uh, Mondays at 9 p.m. Jonathan told me that they shot that 30 times. It is all one take, no editing. Okay. They shot it 30 times. The thing we watched was the third take. Oh my gosh. But the people at Discovery made him do it over and over and over again. <laughs> so that's my research. Hey, Noah did some research.
1: Noah did some research.
0: Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. Uh, But that's going to do it for One Way Out. Uh, do you have any anything to add in terms of research for this one?
1: I do not. We actually talked about most of the research I had last week.
0: Uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, so I am going to reach out to Jonathan again, uh, and and see if my my fire extinguisher theory is is correct, uh, along with my escapeology theory. Uh, but thank you so much to Jonathan, just for creating this show. This is the show that. Like, started Stay Doomed.
1: It really is.
0: Like, we we stumbled upon it and we love this. And the bummer about this show, in my opinion, is if you look for it on Discovery or you're just browsing Discovery Plus, it is literally the last show on the list. Yeah. Like, if you scroll through Discovery Channel shows, One Way Out is the final show you'll scroll up. Yo,
1: let's get that trending. Let's get One Way Out to be... Not the final show on Discovery Plus anymore. Yes.
0: Everyone watch this show. This show is so much fun. Jonathan Goodwin is great. Uh, I, I've been watching his Twitter, which again is at the Daredevil, And uh, he is working on having a new charity uh, for disabled stuntmen. Uh, and he hasn't like launched it yet, but we definitely want to do something for it. Absolutely, because Jonathan Goodwin is just—he's a good egg. Yeah. he's a really good guy, uh, and I will also say that you want to follow him in, at the Daredevil, not his former uh, at on Twitter, which is the Danger Man. Yeah, because he had another show called Danger Man. He, where did. he did stunts that ran. One season. Bam,
1: bam, bam. So
0: I definitely want to do more of Jonathan Goodwin's works because it's—he's such a fun character, we're, and so is Mikey, and so is
1: Terry. We are starting to uh, to fill in the dance card for the summer, so we're we're we have some really fun stuff coming up. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll, we'll put some time in between the two. But that does beg the question:
1: Hey, what are we watching next week? Uh, what has one? Is the four WWE pilots.
0: Yes, our patrons have spoken and we are going to be watching four separate WWE pilots. On this, pilots. the
1: week after Double or Nothing.
0: Yes. We will be watching The Botch Club, uh, Kitchen Smackdown, Xavier Woods Arcade Challenge, and The Fashion Files. Which I'm the most excited about. Yes. So, of the four... Three of them are hosted by people who no longer work for the WWE. Yes. So that will be next week. Also, uh, be sure to join our Patreon for $5. You get a bonus episode once a month. Unless I get COVID, then they come out a little bit less often. So apologies to our patrons. We will be having our greatest movie theater moments. Yes. That will be uploaded soon. And we also have the poll up for our next one. You can choose between... A rogues gallery tier list where we rank heroes based on their rogues gallery you can vote for uh, things that traumatized us as children where we talk about our childhood and things that frightened us hey remember that commercial where we'll be talking about commercials that people may not remember or a countdown of the best single episodes of television. This our favorite single episodes of TV. You can vote for that now over on the Plus Two Comedy
1: Patreon. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed.
0: And if you do not have a fire extinguisher nearby, I'm at plus two comedy.
1: And if you are also terrified of large birds, I am at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time. Stay doomed.